so it was my 50th birthday mm. and I decided that I wanted to give a gift to my children instead of receiving a gift. So I wrote a book about all the advice, should something happen to me, um, of funny things that happened throughout our, our moves of their 24 years of life. And um, it gives a journal prompt for mothers to write in the inheritance a parent can give his children is a few minutes of his time each day. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Podcast with Sheila, the podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by sharing inspiring life stories. Today's guest is a mom CEO, a life and career coach and author of How a Mother Took Her First Step to the Moon. Julianne Bosch will be sharing with us today her, her life as an expert mom. Hello Julian, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Hello, thank you for having me. It's I'm excited a, to be here. We are honored to host you on our platform today. So in brief, who is Julianne? Where does she come from? Stuff like that before we set the ball rolling. Sure. I um, Well, where do I come from? I, I wish I knew. Sometimes mm. I, I call my space a citizen of the world. Mm. Um, I've been married 28 years. I've moved 13 times mm -hmm. on four continents. Um, so I am currently from Florida, from Sarasota, Florida, um, but I am new to the area. So I'm exploring just just like I have in the last moves. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a life and career coach. And why we got to connect is because I wrote this book, How a Mother mm -hmm. Took Her First Step on the Moon, um, because I wanted to help. I find if the life side of um, my coaching mm -hmm. is a little bit smooth in the process. Uh, the career seems to go even faster of pro uh, progress and pivoting to have more fulfillment and satisfaction. No, nobody <laughs> writes in, in regular books, but this is a journal for you wow. to actually work in. Yeah. And it prompts you to ask yourself powerful questions, depending on the imperfect, perfect life of being a mother. Great. I'll be happy for us to talk about the imperfect, perfect life of being a mother. But before we get to that bit, what does it mean to be a mom CEO? Um, that you are the chief executive officer of your house. So run it for profit and gains, return on investment. And so that's why I kind of have that little title, because if you can control the business inside your home, I think it gives a trailblazing path for your children to know that that's your safe zone. That's your area that they can depend on. They know that that is a working, functioning um, place to go that's supportive and dependable, and they want to buy that advertising. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so they head out into the world and they promote what your product is. You are the reflection of what your children are out in the world. Exactly. I remember, I think a few months back, my son was doing something and I said, no, you can't do that. I don't remember exactly, but I said, no, you can't do that. He said, but other moms allowed your children. I said, other moms. I'm not other moms. I'm me and I'm your mom. I'm different. Exactly. This is how I want exactly. us to do ours. We can't do it like other people. And then he got it. 
So as you're yeah. saying it, I'm beginning to get that is exactly what you mean, isn't it? Yeah. And I live by this philosophy is, you know, I, I have three E's that you're educated, employed, and you're going to be elsewhere. Eventually, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you're going to start your own business. Exactly. And now my kids are looking back and they're like, how did you do what you did and helped us to achieve what we've achieved? Um, and I think, you know, it all starts at home. And like you said, yeah. sometimes it's not popular. You're yeah. the mom that yeah. says no, yeah. but yeah. you, you kind of got to stick with that. And, yeah. um, I celebrate you in that because yeah. it is not hard. It, I mean, it's not easy because it, it is a tough job. It isn't, it isn't, it isn't. It, How did yeah. moving your family 13 th- times across four continents affect your duty as a, as a mom? I think uh, actually it helped put my feet a little bit more stable on the ground Mm, because mm. um, I became a lot more appreciative. Mm -hmm. I became a lot more grateful Mm -hmm. because I had to depend on my family and outside the cultural norm or what was happening was different Mm -hmm. and we had to bond together. And as a mom, they knew that they could depend on me. And what I want to say is it didn't matter where I was living in the world. The rules of your house side, household inside are never going to change. Exactly. Is This is what we believe. These are our yeah. beliefs, our values. Yeah. And um, that's kind of what was my North Star and my guiding light. Yeah. Um, and my kids knew they could depend on that inside my home. So um, I, I think that is something we as moms don't give ourselves the the privilege to lean into that sometimes you don't know kind of where you're going, but you know that that is your belief or your value. And when you kind of think of it in those terms, your kids, they get it. Yeah. They know. Yeah. And sometimes I think sometimes they don't know it as when, as young as they are, as you're growing up, but when they go up, like when they become a bit adults and they meet with other people, they they're able to tell the difference and be able to see the work parents put in to make them what they are, especially when they start mixing up with their peers in their teens, then they can tell the difference. Oh, why are they doing it like this? Why am I not doing it like that? And stuff like that. And then they'll see, but it looks like one time somebody told me, I can see the work you've put in the children. It tells even as little as they are, every effort we put in tells, like you said, it's not an easy job. It's a very difficult job, but when you do it well, I think you become really fulfilled when in the end yeah. you see them and you see the way they achieve everything and all of that. Well, and it's that pat on the back. I mm-hmm. mean, you puff up your chest, mm-hmm. chest. We're proud of our children, but when, you know, they go out of their way and do some something of compassion or they help another person and you've taught them those things yeah. and they're yeah. doing, yeah. you know, they're not just yeah. saying it, yeah. they're doing it. Yeah that's where you're like, all right, you yeah. know, what, yeah. what we've been repeating over and over, over and again. over and over again, it's sticking, it's going somewhere. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. as you traveled around, did you notice any pattern of parenting in any other continents? You think this is quite kind of unique. You'd like to share with us. Very much so. Mm. Um, I, I think we lived um, in Tokyo, Japan. We mm. lived in, Dublin, Ireland, Mm. we lived in Mexico City. So depending on where we were, Mm -hmm. there were different forms of affection, uh, different forms of communication. Um, And so I was constantly learning a little bit of 
techniques, I guess. And yeah. then if I liked it, so this is my, my advice to other mothers is if we don't need to recreate the wheel, exactly. Um, mm. if you see something that you like, craft it to be your own and put it inside your house. So for example, in Mexico city, one of the things that I absolutely adored, which I did not practice was on Sundays was family day. There mm. were no sports. There were no Nothing. Nothing. And uh, I learned that really early on. And I was privileged to say that's the day that the family comes to that to the table. And we have, you know, a good meal together. We Mm -hmm. talk about more things. We rest. But we're together. No friends. No nothing. And I stuck to that gun. You know, Sundays was a day that uh, my husband's from Spain from uh, he's from Barcelona, Spain. So he uh, cooked a big paella. And, you know, it didn't matter if we were in Tokyo or wherever, but we had our kind of cultural meal that day and we just enjoyed each other. And and I adopted that from Mexico City because I was so uh, enamored that they just made the world stop one day a week. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. many, many moons ago, yeah. it was the day of rest, yeah. maybe biblically. And you, you think about it, it's like, why did we stop that? Yeah. You know, it, it. your family does need time to reconnect. So... Mm. Let it happen during the week and not on Sundays. So I learned that from other mothers in Mexico. Like, no, we don't schedule that on a Sunday. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Wow, but that's a that, uh, that's an important point you pulled out there because, like you said, if you if you let yourself go throughout the week, twenty four seven, you'll be busy. And like I said um, in an in an entry that parents cherish, sorry, children cherish our time. Every time with them is like priceless to them. And we have to make the effort. So like you were talking, I was gathering that parenting is a deliberate effort. Yes. I wrote that down. You just have to make, yeah, yeah, make the effort to get that right. What advice do you have for parents with regards to teaching life skills to their children? Um, my advice is, is I, if you kind of go through my book, I, I give little pieces, but I'll, I'll give you a tidbit. Um, one of them was, uh, I created safety zone. Mm. So out in the world, they have social media, they have news, they have all these things Mm -hmm. that are happening. Chaos is out there, but inside, whether brothers, sisters, you know, my husband inside our home, it was a safety zone. You could ask any question and we could talk about it. Mm. And I tell a funny story about my daughter came skipping home from school and said, I have a safety zone question. And I said, Oh, let me help you. Let me answer. And she said, No, you can't do it. I need my brother. Mm. And I was like, Oh, you know, what, what can I not answer? I'm your mother. And she said, No, no, you don't have it. And I was like, what do I, what do I not have? Yeah. And lo and behold, she waited for him to get off the bus. They collided. He went into the bedroom and sat down and had a chat with her, the safety zone discussion. Mm-hmm. She came out happy as can be. He came out and he poured himself the biggest glass of chocolate <laughs> milk you have ever seen in your life. <laughs> and I explained, he said, mom, it's all great when you created this safety zone yeah. so that we could have, you know, tough yeah. conversations. He said, but some boys at school were talking about something boys do when they start 
figuring out they have a hormone, a big oh, hormone. Mm-hmm. And she heard about it and oh. didn't know what yeah. what that was, what yeah. that word was and what they were doing. And she was inquisitive and didn't want to be embarrassed. Ooh. So she went in and asked her big brother all about it. And he said, you know, mom, I'm going through puberty myself. <laughs> as he drinks, 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 drinks the chocolate milk. So I, I, I write that as a piece of advice that yeah. create this safety zone so that they can have this communication between the two. Mm. And he's like, you don't have, you know, a male piece of the anatomy, yeah. you know? And I'm like, you're right. It worked. The safety <laughs> zone worked. And, yeah. but yet I still ask you a powerful question after that story mm. about safety zone. What, what do you do to create safety within your home? Yeah. And I ask you to journal that in the book, because mm. I think if you have a game plan, so when something comes at you and you don't know what to do, That's at least okay. you kind of started the, the memory brain mm. thinking yeah. about talking about puberty you know i mean it's not something that we just sit at the dinner table and chit chat about but if you've got a game plan Mm -hmm. it's going to be easier exactly exactly why is there a need for moms to document their own advice um i go back at that i think journaling is a powerful tool Mm. and you know we putting pen to paper and putting your thoughts down because Mm. you know a year from now, it, it may be altered. It may change depending yeah. on what happens to you. Yeah. But I think if you are able to put down your thoughts and what you think, it makes you a little bit stronger as a mom to say, this is what I believe. This is my my value. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know this yeah. because you've crafted your plan. Yeah. And again, we go back to that. You and I yeah. you know, are believers, yeah. Yeah. believers in intentional parenting. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tough job it and is. it's the most important right now in the world. Have you realized that it doesn't matter, like you said, wherever you are, based on the way you were brought up, you tend to pick a few things from your mom and bring it into your parenting, like the good things you saw that you knew what she did was good. I have to just adapt it and use it in mine. Do you pick some parenting tips from your mom's? and then use it as yours now that is working, even though it was in a different generation. Oh gosh, yes. Oh gosh. And then sometimes you go, oh, I, I'm sounding like my yeah, mother. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, it's coming out of my mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, my mom was so silly. She was, uh, she was uh, Irish mm-hmm. and uh, she would always say, you don't give it away to a boy in the back of a car for okay, a 10 yeah. cent cheeseburger, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, value yourself, exactly. step up as a woman, Exa- value exactly. yourself. And, and, and that stuck, mm-hmm. it stuck in my head. And yeah. so sure enough, I told my daughters, you know, yeah. I said, you know, leave stuff to the imagination. That's what my mother said. Exactly. You know, you don't need to show off all the prize all exactly. the time. So I definitely think my mother streams out of my mouth sometimes I don't want it to (laughs) and other times it does and I'm grateful because I have two daughters and a son and I I do think storytelling is powerful and that's why you know ancient times they used to tell story from generation to generation we've kind of lost that a little Um, they've done a lot right and again no need to recreate. Just formulate that story a little bit to what you are and what you're going through now and what you believe and put it forth into your kids. How difficult or easy is it parenting teenagers? My children are not teenagers yet, but I hear a lot about parenting teenagers that is not an easy job at all. That, that bit of it is very, very difficult. So 
yeah. in your view, how difficult or easy is it to parent teenagers? Well, I say little kids, little problems. Big okay. kids, big problems. So you need to step up as a parent of a teenager. And, you know, I I always couldn't understand why there were moms out there that were like, I don't like my kid right now. Mm. She's just awful. We don't communicate. And I, I believe that that is a missed opportunity. Yeah. I think as a teenager, they're trying to figure out the world. Yeah. And you need to have the time and the compassion and the understanding. Don't tell them, don't lecture them, sit back and, and, and listen. So as a teenager phase of my children, I tried to listen more, talk less and say, do you want my advice or you want me to just listen? Oh, great. And uh, I think it really helped my kids. I'm not saying my kids were perfect, but if you don't allow the space for them to have conversation with you and to mess up and say, okay, that was a tough life lesson that you learned, but do you want my advice or do you want me to just listen about what happened? And I think it provoked a lot more conversation and a lot more trust in my teenagers. And I, again, I keep saying that safety zone, what happens in your house is really important because yeah. outside we've got COVID, we've got pandemic, we have, I mean, sorry, we have war, yeah. we have political figures yeah. that don't give great advice. Okay. You have um, movie stars that mm. do things that you're just like, I don't want my daughter or my son to do that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So have them be your teenagers look to you as the person that they trust with your advice. Do you think to build that trust in them, it should be as they grow up, like as little as they are? Because the relationship I had with my mom was a great one. And I think all four of us, it's four, I have three other siblings. So with me included, it's four of us. And all four of us have a strong bond with her. And it's because she, I saw her more as my friend. And I try to do that with my children all the time. And I think I am de I'm developing that kind of bond with them. So to trust, I, because my children are not teenagers yet, so I can't tell, but I believe that is the kind of relationship I have with them now will definitely probably help. I, I think you're on the wonderful path yeah. because you're having communication with them. You're yeah. having conversations with them. There's a mutual respect. Yeah. And I think that's what you have for your mother and your yeah. mother had for you. Yeah. And compassion when you screwed up she didn't like send you out into the world yeah, and say i don't yeah, want anything yeah, to do with you anymore exactly yeah, yeah. she sat you down and yeah. she had those conversations that yeah. sometimes probably were really really tough for yeah, her yeah, yeah but um i do think you have to have you know 60 percent friendship and 40 percent parental mm. you know yeah standing on there because they're going through things that you've never experienced before. I mean, I know social media wise, we haven't been exposed yeah. to that growing up. So, um, you know, even recently, my, my daughter uh, was very passionate about the Me Too um, movement and, and she went out and um, kind of was marching and, and talking about it. And there were pieces of it that I didn't understand. So instead of like saying, well, you know, this isn't the right answer or that isn't the way to go. I sat her down and I said, teach me what you know. Yeah. And, and then I read books and we became learners together and she helped me and then even crafted how she was talking about those kind of movements or things that are happening or the environment or, 
Black Lives Matter or all yeah. of those things yeah. are really important. Yeah. They're topics that are happening right now in their world and it's important to them. And I think as a friend, you would show compassion to your girlfriend. Exactly. So I kind of keep that uh, in the back of my mind as they keep growing up is mm. communication and having conversations mm. yeah. of uh, learning because sometimes you also are not right exactly. and they have to see that. And yeah. I bet you, your mom did that for yeah. you too. She's yeah. like, I don't know the answer, yeah. but let's, let's figure it out together. Yeah. Ah, that's great. That's great. Amongst all the places you've been um, to, which is your favorite? Which country is your favorite and why? Oof, uh, that's a tough one because I will say wherever we were at the time was the time I needed to be there. So, for example, when we lived in Tokyo, Japan, my kids were kind of in that, um, I, I want to say that 9, 10, 11, 12, and they were able to navigate in Tokyo uh, train system mm -hmm. and going to the grocery store and all the street smart things mm -hmm. with safety. I'm assuming uh, England and the United States back in the 50s were kind of super safe. Well, mm. now you don't let your kids just walk no. off to the no. Tesco store no. or do whatever, no. you know. So I was super grateful that they were given the opportunity to have street smarts. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know, we moved again and I went to Dublin, Ireland. And we had so much concrete and so much, um, you know, structure mm. in, in Japan. The Irish were beautiful in the sense that it was greenery, walking, being outside when you could, when it wasn't freezing or dark. Mm -hmm. And they loved to just talk to you. And at that time, my kids were teenagers and I needed them to have conversations so that they had to speak to the bus driver and mm -hmm. say, I need to get here. I don't know how to get there. Can you help me? Yeah. So, and so I think when we lived in a certain place, it was kind of the right time and I was fortunate, mm -hmm. um, but they all gave me a gift living yeah. around the world mm -hmm. um, that I wasn't expecting at all. And I'm truly grateful for every 13 stop because yeah. it gave me more than I got. How did your children feel about the movement? Was there a time they felt, oh, that's um, too much? Let's not move I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It was difficult. There were moments that were hard, um, but we always went into it as this could be the best year of your life yeah. or the worst year of your mm -hmm. life. And you have to make the decision. Or how are you going to play the game? And when that was the case, sure, they came home with the crocodile tears in their eyes and said, this happened. It didn't go well. I, yeah. I don't have this friend or I don't do that. But it also gave them a reality check. The yeah. world's not easy. Yeah. So if you don't participate in it, you're not going to get the reward of being an active participant. Exactly. So it made my kids jump in and, and be explorers and talk more and ask directions. And so I think um, with adversity and with change comes growth. And exactly. so I'm, I'm very appreciative for the moves because um, – you know, my father grew up quite poor. He was a farmer. And to see my child, she just graduated with a master's in education wow. from Harvard. Oh, wow. He never thought that. Yeah. He never thought that his grandchild mm -hmm. would be, you know, Harvard. teaching people and have a highest degree from a, a high university, university here in the United wow. States. 
So I, I do attribute it to those experiences and for the, the base and the formation that my parents gave me that I could give my kids. Wow. Very impressive. So how many languages can you speak? Well, I'm sad to say I am I speak two languages. I have a little, I call them taxi languages, so I can get by in yeah. some other languages, but my kids were much more proficient. So I, you know, my daughter speaks French and they have a, a possibility of looking at uh, Japanese writing and mm. able to decipher that and, and speak a little bit more fluidly. I, if I could go back, that's the piece of advice I would say. Mm. If you're going to go to another country, dig in and make mistakes. I was always too afraid, I think, sometimes to learn Japanese and, you know, I, I allowed my crutch to get me. If I could go back, that's probably what I would do is I would just fumble a lot more in more languages. So uh, proficiently, I speak too, but my children are like in the three, four and five. Great. So. I was just going to ask you, what are some of the lessons you learned uh, as you journeyed on? But it looks like you've answered that for me here unless there's something yeah. you want to add as a lesson you learned and you want to share. Um, I, I will share one thing is if you are a traveler, if you are going to another country, don't compare the things that that country does not have. That mm. is your norm. Go into it as this is a country that's showing me a new culture or a new food or a new uh, perspective on life that may not be similar to my own. Exactly. But if you go into that new space, new country with curiosity, it will astound you at the things yeah. that people will teach you and show you. Yeah. And um, so that is a piece of advice if you're a traveler or if you are given the opportunity to live in another country. Great. In wrapping up, what is the best parenting advice you can give to all parents? Um, I think the best parenting is what are you waiting for? Jump in, love them harder, um, you know, help them be a learner, a scholar, uh, play with them more. Um, what are you waiting for as a parent? You are given a gift. You ch chose this. Some people, you know, didn't, they got a little surprise, but now this child is in the world and you have an opportunity to make a mark, a legacy. And that's what a child holds. And I mean, that could be the next Nobel Prize winner. That could be the next scientist or teacher or inventor. Um, if we went into that um, mentality, I think children would feel that enormous uh, wrap of hug of love that this world can offer them. Yeah, great. Before we go away completely, what is how a mother took her first step on the moon about? Um, I give you short little stories about advice that I want my children, that I initially wanted my children to remember if something was to happen to me. If I was no longer on this earth, I would want them to know these things. And what came about was writing these beautiful little short stories of my mother moments. Yeah. And, and then I offer you a piece of advice and then I give a mother a space to journal what is important to her. So it was crafting this book that made me just really appreciate the other mothers in my life okay. and how much we need to support each other. So it's a, 
a gift written by a mother for mothers to help other mothers. So, yeah. So I hope you will uh, take the opportunity and read it and journal in it and um, give me feedback because I I love all of that. I can only only make uh, book two that's coming out hopefully in the holidays. It's how how she took her first step on the moon. I'm interviewing mothers all over the world and getting their pieces of advice. So it's not just my advice. Oh, I'd love to come in that book if you'd have me. Yes, absolutely. I am uh, thrilled to come talk to you about it as well. I think uh, great mothers together minds will uh, make big things happen. Exactly. Exactly. We would like to say a massive thank you, um, Gillian, for coming on Podcast Week. If you've been listening in, this is Season 2, Episode 55 of our podcast series. The podcast that is bringing seasoned guests with inspiring real-life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for Podcast to Shill on YouTube and you'll find us. Our prayer for you this week is that you'll become the best version of yourself. Until we beat again, have a brilliant week.